0: All right. Well, look, open up. Let's open the word. What y'all got to give away? Matthew's slap full of uh, the great commissions that we've been given.
1: And that he went through that for me. And I'm totally unworthy of it.
0: Come on. Yeah, when you think about him taking the worst in us. For the best of himself, that's what that's what the cross is. Him taking uh, the worst, him taking the worst of us for the best of himself. He traded us. Right. That that trade off of he gave us righteousness for our sin. And
1: and, and because his father
0: said, he 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 laid his life down.
1: he He said, if there's any way take this cup away from me do it nevertheless not my will yeah
0: that's right as he told peter how can i not drink the cup the father put before me and you know, we think about that man what a great lesson that we live in a society that that believes that if a kid don't want this or he don't want that he ought not have yes. to drink that yeah, or yeah. eat that eat but jesus said look how can i not drink what what the Father put on the table for me. Yeah. Man, I, I don't, that, that's going to be hard to, t- to drink down, but but not my will be done, but the Father's be done. Yeah. And that's just a great lesson of being submissive and following in the, what the payoff is with that and how how uh, he says, I have the authority to lay my life down and I have the authority to raise it up because I have been given a, a command from my Father. Yeah. And I'm going to submit to that and and I'm going to have to go through things, but it's going to benefit and glorify him, but it's going to benefit others when I do what the Father asked me to do. He knows best.
1: Right.
0: And the more we think about that, but not only did he take my worst for his best, but he takes my worst by the best of himself even now. That if oh, yeah. he took the worst of me before I, before I was in fellowship with him, how much more now will he take the worst of me now that I'm in fellowship with him, that he'll that he'll take that because he he redeemed me to continue to redeem me, you know to make me the vessel that he's that he's set out to make me to be, and I can entrust everything to him, right. you know I can but give it over there to him.
1: That, that he that's could, right. That he redeemed us. Yes. We have to we have to
0: repent. From in which repentance is the idea of reconsidering a, a change of mind to how we view things and people can't repent or have a change of mind without trusting you see trust always is going to supersede the the idea of turning from something because you never turn from unless you trust in something else and we live the life of trusting ourselves trusting what we knew but when Jesus revealed uh, his, his life to us, we trusted him. And as a result, we turned and had a change of mind about our own life, yeah. And we put our confidence in him. And that's what repentance really is. Yes. The scriptures talk about it even in the Older Testament. It uses it in the New Testament. Uh, the idea of repenting is really a, a reconsideration how you see things. Yeah. And when I trust Jesus, I see things how he sees them. And when I see it how he sees it, I see what he sees about me. I see what he sees about himself. I see what he sees about what I'm doing. And therefore, I, I trust what he sees. That's faith. And I can't help but turn from the thing that I was doing that was contrary. That, that's that. That's what repentance really is, is a change of mind. But we won't have it until we trust. When you trust, you'll change your mind. And when a change of mind then changes our steps our actions what we do uh, but prior to that it which goes back to helping people because some people feel like they can't be right with the lord until they get things right in their life he's the one who makes us right and then he makes makes things in our life right that's because we trusted him and when we trust him that has an effect on how we see in what we do and how we think yeah, in yeah, life yeah. you know and a, a deeper faith in essence is a, a being deeper in his promises deeper in his report deeper in his word that's the because our faith can only be built by the word of God and the more we trust him to trust his word the deeper we go into faith and the more things we see. Uh, because he's illuminating things into us, that's why the scripture says, "The unfolding of your word gives light." And when he unfolds his word to us, it illuminates things that we couldn't see before that we were we were dark on. Uh, look at Luke. Look in Luke, chapter twenty-four. This is another picture of that commission, and he mentions that word repentance in there. Yeah, Luke twenty-four toward the end of the chapter probably around verse 44 or 45 somewhere around there this is this idea of deeper faith growing deeper in him notice what verse 44 says then Jesus said to them that would be his disciples these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he, Jesus, opened their understanding that they, the disciples, might comprehend the scriptures. See, that's that depth. That's growing in faith as he reveals the scriptures to us, the truth to us. Verse 46, he says, Then Jesus said to them, his disciples, thus it is written and thus it was necessary or it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now watch what he does. He couples with the reality of Christ's death and suffering with the preaching of repentance and remissions of sin in his name. He said they both were written that Christ would suffer and those affected by his suffering would preach repentance and remission of sins in his name. It is written. The word written means to be engraved. It has been permanently engraved. It is eternally engraved that Christ would come, he would live, he would suffer, he would die he would rise from the dead the third day and it has been permanently engraved, eternally written that those affected by his life, death and resurrection will preach repentance and remissions of sin in his name. It is written. Now that's heavy because as sure as the fact that Christ would come and die it is just as sure as those that have been made new creatures in Christ will live to proclaim what he come to do, and that he's offering repentance and remission of sins through his life, death, and resurrection. That's a message there Amen. it is written it is written, and there's no change in what is written and 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 we want to pay close attention to that because he's saying. And when he uses that word and in verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And he says to them, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of the, my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Now he's telling him for you to fulfill what was written, you need power. Yes. You need God to do something in you and through you and for you to fulfill what was written. You're not going to fulfill what was written without the presence and the power of the Spirit upon your life to be a witness to what you saw. And now what you're gonna declare has transformed and changed your life. That's a good word there. That that helps me. Because I, that, that helps me evaluate when I'm talking with people and I'm around people that if if there is not this zealousness of God working in them that has affected them to go proclaim what Jesus has done he's bought them he sought them he caught them and he's taught them if that's not there jesus is not there and so I, I i look for those things when i'm when i'm around people when i'm talking with people because i i believe what he said it's been written and if it's been written as sure as jesus died his disciples are going to declare his death
1: so so what do you do Right. And you see a portion of this missing. Where do you go from there?
0: Well, first thing you pray and that, that God would give you wisdom on how to, how to help them see and you, and you go back to ask the question. Let me, let me ask you this. You know, when, you, when Jesus interrupted your life, did you give your life to him and, the, and give your life to proclaim his gospel to as a way of life was that part of your um, interruption when God invaded you with His grace? And I find that the the average person that I talk with has that's that's a foreign even thought. And then I go back to the fact of look, well, the Scriptures tell us that that the love of Christ will compel us that if if one died for all, which He died for us, then all died, and He died for all that we who live should no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again. And he's made us a new creature. He's given us a new ministry of reconciliation. And not only that, but he gave us the message of reconciliation. So I, want, I, I would encourage you to think about these things and I would encourage you to ponder in your own spirit. Are you putting more confidence in your own faith or have you trusted Jesus and given your life to him? Because what I'm finding is more than likely just from what you tell them and you te- what's not there, I believe you've put more confidence in what somebody's told you. I think you put more confidence in what you've done and a prayer that you prayed, even in your own faith. And I want to tell you, your faith is as fickle as the as a feather in the wind. I'm asking you, have you put your faith in the faith that Jesus had to save you and redeem you? Because when you do. He then shepherds your life. He then leads you. And as he leads you, he's going to make you a fisher of men. And if you're not about fishing for men for the cause of the kingdom, I would say there's no Jesus there. Think about it. No gospel from us means no gospel in us.
1: That's, that's. Again.
0: No gospel f- coming from us. There's,
1: there's no, that's another one of
0: no gospel coming from us means that there's no gospel in us.
1: And they don't understand
0: in, in it. And the takes, reason being... It, 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 it takes,
1: no.
0: A blind man's blind. Yeah. No matter how you communicate these things to them, they can't, a blind man can't see. Light. That's why he's blind.
1: That's right.
0: It takes something supernatural to penetrate the darkness so the light can enter in so I'm not putting as much confidence on them to understand these things more than God to use me as a light to penetrate into that darkness to make them begin to look at and evaluate certain little things like you ask somebody for an example um, you've heard me say this before something that I do from time to time I run into people I ran into a guy the other day and I I did not ask it was in my spirit but it was a quick conversation we was in walmart I hadn't seen him in a while and he had his little boy with him and another person came up to say something to him that knew him an older lady and and I, and I knew i wanted to ask him but there was that interference in there that i would have treaded in upon this older woman disrespected her and her communicating with him and her and and i just told him brother it was sure a good scene I hadn't seen you in a while and i slipped off and then he, he slipped off as well. But I knew he was a little uncomfortable around me. I can tell. And he's never acted that way before. And something in my spirit told me something's not right here. And, and I wanted to ask him, you know, what kind of impact have you been having on the kingdom of God lately? Tell me about it. And, but I didn't have that opportunity. It, it, didn't, it didn't, didn't provide itself for that. Well, two days later, somebody contacted me out of the clear blue and said, Have I talked with yeah. such and such, this guy yeah. lately? And I said, matter of fact, I seen him two days ago. And something in my spirit, there was a check mark in there that something wasn't right. His countenance, his face, his reaction was was uncommon compared to how he normally is. And he asked me, would I would I reach out to him? I said, Well, I've actually been praying for him because it was it been in me that something wasn't right with him, and uh, and I reached out to him. and still hadn't heard back from him yet. Yeah. You know, he had, he hadn't responded back to me. I didn't have his actual number. I had to message him in another way. But he saw it. But he hadn't said anything back to me. And I and I didn't approach it from that. I just told him it was great to see him. I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah. And uh, but but God kept bringing him to mind to me, which he did. And that I was praying for him and just wanted to tell him I, I loved him and, and hope to run into you soon again. And he's never said anything back, but he's under a, a lot of stress and I'm not sure where, what how he's responding to it. But I knew when I saw him that something in him was just not right. But you go back to that right there. You know, sure. you ask people and what that does, I found when I do encounter people in a situation like that and I'm able to communicate with them. Then I leave and I start praying for them. I found out later that God wouldn't let that rest in their life. They kept pondering that conversation, you know, well, where am I? What am I doing? Am I really walking with the Lord or am I only just deceiving myself? Have I trusted? And I run into them six months later, a year later, said, look, man, God worked on me. with That conversation we had, it really spoke to me, and I couldn't let it go for days. And eventually I had to deal with it. And that's really what we want to be. We want to be people that that helps encourage and turn and put people and their eyes back on the Lord. And sometimes that creates a crisis in them before they respond positively to it. So that kind of goes along with this right here. If that helps any. But thus it is written and thus it was necessary. And if it was necessary for Christ to die, it's necessary for us to go proclaim repentance. In remission of sin in his name mm-hmm. old King James used the word it behooved it behooved and the word behoove is the idea it was a necessary thing it was something that Christ couldn't neglect it wasn't something that he could put aside it was of a nece- it was a must that he was to do what he did and it's a must that we do what we do because it's been written That's and because it's been written we have the authority to go do it amen Amen. But well, look, they're going to be looking for us out front. Love y'all guys. I'm just Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ready to get into it. What you got, bro? Well, just real quickly, uh, and it's good that we go over this time and
1: time again, but notes from past. Yeah. And I may be stepping on your sermon, uh, but we've been walking all over this common grace and redeeming
0: grace. Oh, man. And
1: I'm just going to roll it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, common grace is something that everybody has that lives. The rain, the sunshine, seasons. That's a common grace that God shows all people, the righteous and the unrighteous. It rains on the just and the unjust. Those, those are just natural laws that are uh, implemented by God's seed time and harvest. That's all common grace. But common grace can't redeem a man, but it can condemn a man as a witness against us that there is a God, even though I don't know who He is, but this God's one done this for me. Uh, But redeeming grace is what God does within a person that transforms that person into a born again believer, a new creature in Christ, a disciple of the Lord, a genuine, authentic Christian. That redeeming grace is the work of a cross that changes a person from within. Common grace applies to everybody. Redeeming grace only applies to the believer, to the sheep. Yeah, because it's redemptive. Yeah, yeah. Interrupted. Interrupted. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I wore that yesterday. Uh huh. And uh-huh. we went to a couple places. had it on. So I forgot that I had it on. Mm-hmm. And I no I started noticing that everybody was nice to me. They were saying good things. <laughs> they were speaking nice, kind and come on. Yeah. Don't worry about come on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was sweet I was sweet back to everybody. Yeah. But not thinking, remembering that I had that shirt on. Right. And and so uh, we need to watch our mouths. Oh, yeah. All times, but especially when we're advertising who we are. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, got to be thoughtful. Yeah, to help people. Be kind to them. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you today for this time we've had together as men that we can talk about. Uh, things that affect each one of us, talk about our our brothers and sisters that are hurting and need our prayers, and be able to talk about other things that we don't get to talk about because we're not always together with one another. So this is a great time for that, and we're thankful for the truth that speaks life into us and for your revelation that unfolds your way for us, and we just pray that you'll help us now. Be with our brother Greg, help him. We pray that you'll strengthen him, continue to encourage him, and uh, lift him up, we ask him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Love y'all.